Good morning, welcome back to Aliyah Yami. Today we're going to be learning Achare Mois Shishi, the sixth Aliyah in Parshas Achare Mois. The topic of our Aliyah is forbidden relationships. The Aliyah is 16 Psukim long, writing from Perak Yudches, Pasuk Vav to Chof Aleph. Let's take a brief overview of the Aliyah. The Torah tells us as an introductory Pasuk here, Ish Ish El Kol She'er B'Sarai, Lois Sikravu Lega Lois Ervo. Any person may not come close to anybody who is related to them. Any ancestral relationship. One cannot even come close, literally, to reveal nakedness. It says Hashem, I am Hashem. So this refers to all the relationships in a family which are disallowed, both for the men and for the women. So we hear about a number of, of these examples. We talk about how a person um, uh, a person cannot reveal the nakedness of their parents. Um, there we talk about the wife of one's father or from the man's side. Um, that might not be his mother, but it, there, there, there's a prohibition. Um, one sister, whether it be the sister from father or mother, or both, as implied. Um, we hear about the Bas bin Chah, one's granddaughter, um, one, uh, from the son or daughter. Um, the Bas Eishes Avicha, the daughter of one's, of one's father's wife. So we're talking about a stepsister, uh, um, or, um, or half-sister. Then we hear about all the other different relationships which are mentioned in this aliyah, all different aunts, all the different um, relationships which are disallowed. Towards the end of the aliyah, we also hear about relationships which are disallowed in duality, meaning to say that although the Torah does not disallow um, polygamy, it does disallow marrying two sisters, as an example. We also hear then at the end of the Aliyah that El Isha Benidas Tumasa Sikrav that one cannot have a relationship with a woman during the period of menstruation. And we also hear about the prohibition on adultery, and we hear about the prohibition of not giving one's children over to Molech, which is this form of polytheism um, of child sacrifice. So a lot to think about over here. First question is, is what is the reason for all of this? Why is the Torah demanding all of this of us? So it would seem obvious today, in today's morals and societies and scruples, but not always was this obvious. Ibn Ezra points out that the human being is essentially a primate, is essentially a, a being who has desires. And if left up to their own desires, desire, devices and with no restraints or external rules, then that person would just basically go around having relationships with anybody that they wanted to. And in a certain sense, that human being would never be an independent um, choice-making, moral, morally-guided human being. They would simply be just a bigger primate who could create weapons. And therefore, in, um, they, they, would, they, would be, they would be the um, victims of environment because they would not be making any decisions enough. They would just be doing whatever it is they wanted or with whoever they wanted. So this is about, about the human being that Hashem wants to cultivate, and that is a thinking, choosing human being. Choosing means choosing not to. Torah, and the Torah is going to tell us what are the things we should not be choosing. Similarly, the Ksavak Yakut of Mecklenburg, um, pointed out the, the following, that if there were not these rules, then people would be lusting all day after their relatives, because a person is certainly at close quarters with their relatives, and uh, they would essentially, all of, all of family would, would fall apart because of this as well. Um, the Bukhar short takes it further and saying not just would family fall apart, but society would be messed up and corrupted by such a, a, a life as well. The, the, the Torah Arach quotes the Ramban, who says that, um, that although there's no explicit reason, he quotes the Ramban Memorandum, who says it's to 
minimize again minimize um, uh, moral licentiousness um, lust and being controlled by environment as the as Ibn Ezra was talking about as well but he also he also explains that um, it also would impact Yechus. That means to say that if the, all these ancestral relationships were allowed, then everybody would be related to everybody else in very complicated ways. And there would be prohibitions about who one could marry, who one's from, what's one's lineage, what's one's story. And ultimately the, the, the Ramban concludes that it's a Gzeras HaMelech. It's what Hashem wants, whether we understand it or we don't understand it. Rabbeinu Bachaye does point out that uh, the, the, the beginning of Saliyah is really primarily about those in one's family. One is, is connected to them, related to them. And he points out that one is allowed to marry those who are not in one's family. And so he points out that the further away we get from source, the more differentiated and therefore the more allowed. The closer it is to source, the more dangerous it is to mix up and mess around with, spiritually speaking. Very fascinating observation. Now, why is um, immorality described as gilui erva, um, revealing nakedness? So Ibn Ezra points out that this is a euphemism. This is the when it talks about sikra vula galo serva, we are talking about physical relationships, but it is a euphemism. The Torah speaks euphemistically. It's interesting in today's society, whereas when it comes to political correctness, euphemism is very much in, in vogue. When it comes to morality, it is very much not in vogue, and the expletives and the way that certain uh, relationships are discussed in, in plain sight, the euphemism has long ago been lost, unfortunately, in society. The Torah still demands of us euphemism um, when it comes to morality. Now, what is the issue of Lois Sikrav? You should not come close. It, it sounds like there's a, not just that you can't do these actions, but it's also about not coming close. The Kleyakar quotes a number of Mephoshim who say that this refers to Yichud. It's not just referring to not, uh, um, no, not engaging in the actual physical act of intercourse, but we're talking about there is also, we're talking about the idea of don't get in, 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 into any environment which could lead to anything. So therefore there is Yichud. There is the, the prohibition of being together. It is uh, men and women and their specific laws as to who, what, what kind of environments are appropriate as well. It's interesting to note that the, 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 the Pasuk in Shir Hashim in the seventh parak talks about the following image. It says, Your belly is like a heap of wheat hedged around with lilies. What is that, that image of lilies or roses? What, what, what is this, this, this image? So the, Shira, the, the Midrash and Shira Shira Rabbah makes a very powerful observation. It says, imagine you have a husband or wife, they, they've, they've spent all the, their, their months and years courting each other, building up their lives, and then who um, is And finally they get married, and they want, they want to be together. And she says, I saw a spot, a small little a spot, like a little red rose. The Polish yad. And because of that, because there's blood, because there's concern about being together, even if it's a small dot, they, they separate from each other. The, the Midrash asks, who, who, who made it that the, the two of them separated from each other? What wall, what, what wall of iron separates them? What bar is between them? What snake bit him? What scorpion is there? This is standing between them. So, uh, so he says, You know what, you know what stands between them? Is the words of Torah, which are soft, like the petals of the rose, of the lily. That, that's what stands between them. 
There's no oversight. There's no policeman. There's no one in in, in the marriage who's who, who's uh, who's the auditor and seeing whether couples are together or not during the period of the month of menstruation. No, it's the mor morality which separates us. That's suga bashoshanim hemdin bashoshanim. That's that that's that's the power of this as well. The Gemara actually in Shabbos Daf Daf Yud Yud Gimel and Aleph to Amud Beis describes a is discussing the notion of what's called harchakos, which means distances. Um, that in the period of separation, when men and women are separate from each other at that period during the month, not only is it a, separa a separation from the actual physical relationship, but there is a number of distances that are also created as a reminder. There's many understandings as to what this can mean. The Gemara dis discusses where we get this from. And the Gemara goes on to describe a mass of a Talmud Echad, a story about a specific Talmud, a student, Shoshana Harbe, he was very well learned, Korah Harbe, he knew the Torah Shemech as well, and he was involved as a student of many great sages. But he died very young. She says she brought his tefillin. She says it's it's written he, in the end of the day that you the the Torah is your life and the length of your life your longevity. My husband. He was so learned, he was so well, he was so well versed. Why? Why? Why did he die so young? Very hard question to answer. The Gemara says that nobody could answer her. And so this is in the house of Eliyahu, he spent time with her. He listened to her. So he says, during the time of separation, during the time of menstruation, how would the two of you behave together? He said, no, no, he would never, he would never, never touch me. What about during the, the period of you know, the 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 Nikim, the Zayin Nikim? Um, so she says, no, he, you know, we'd eat together, we'd we'd sleep in the same bed, but no, we never never had a physical relationship. So the the Torah says no. That's the pasuk in our Aliyah. The pasuk says El Isha when he does to Masalay you can't come close. That means to say there needs to be separation until the time of mikveh. One is not allowed to do many many things. Where it be as simple things as passing directly or eating out of the same out of the same plate, or sleeping with beds that are next to each other. All these things that are, that are connected in in the There's a whole area in halacha. That's that's what's being described in Aralia. The Torah makes its own siyagim, its own fences around certain things in order to protect them. And this is this is one of the places that it's learned about. In fact, perhaps one of the perspectives that one can understand this is that that the, that period of time where there are harchakos, where there are distances which are created, it's to actually enable people to understand that their intimacy is not just physical but emotional too. There's other ways of connecting, not just through um, the physical. Uh, physical. Finally, why is Molech at the end of Zaliyah? What is Molech precisely? Rashi says it was a type, according to the Gordon Sanhedrin, that this was a type of, of, of pagan worship in which a child, a child would be handed to the priest and they pass the child through fires, now to, to two bonfires. Now, whether that refers to that the child was actually killed or this was just a ceremonial service, matter, matter of debate, but it is worthwhile noting that in the, in the Phoenician um, um, excavations at Carthage, one of the large um, cities up the coast of Lebanon, which was a great Phoenician port, they found many, many urns of ashes in them, and inscribed on them on the outside was the Ugaritic um, form of the word MLK, not referring to Martin Luther King, but referring to Molech, because one of the Canaanites' gods was, was the service was, was Molech, Molech, 
and um, and they would and certainly in history has shown that they would burn their children. Um, why is this here? Why is this part of our Aliyah? Rav Hirsch points out that the first part of Aliyah is describing to us that the power and the responsibility of begetting children must come through a moral channel. And so therefore rearing children bears the same responsibility. Children are not, are not dispensable from our own desires. And that's what the end of the is of the Aliyah is saying. Don't think that because uh, because you have children you have the right to get, get rid of them or remove them because they're in your way. That's not the Torah view at all. With this we conclude the sixth Aliyah.